My name is Philip Marsh, and I am a visual artist. Um, my um, degree that I'm pursuing currently is a BFA in studio art with a minor in arts administration at UNCG. My name is Allie Caps, and I am, am a, an art educator um, for the last 10 years and going back to school to finish up a degree with a studio concentration in painting and um, yeah, pass it along. My name is Madison William and I have a degree in filmmaking, specifically in animation. I decided to go back to school to become an art educator and I love working in digital media and creating 3D modeled characters. So my name is Lorraine Gohi, and I am currently working towards a degree in art education with a concentration in new media and design with a minor in music. So I don't have a specific medium that I work with consistently. So I'm kind of experimenting with everything and anything and because I and I'm hoping to be able to apply that knowledge to animation in some way. You know, that is something that I aspire to be and as a career. So, that was it. <laughs> um, let's start off with uh, Maddie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how you got into uh, film and uh, digital media? Well, I grew up watching Studio Ghibli, um, and that had a huge impact on me. So when I was in high school, I started taking art classes and I found that I really enjoyed them and I may want to pursue a career in animation. So in college, I studied animation, specifically 3D modeling. I really love to create digital art I have been recently inspired by Nicholas Smith's art. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's creating a lot of political art digitally based on the um, protesting that's going on right now. And I think it's really inspiring. And I wanna create some art based around the protesting that is happening right now. and you know, Black Lives Matter. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about how you would integrate that into your practice? So I've been working on some lesson plans and I know I want to encourage, uh, I want to empower my students and help them understand that they have the power to get things done. Um, so I would like for them to create posters and also teach them about Nicholas Smith's art and focusing on a topic that is important to them or that they are seeing. But yeah, just kind of like that. I'm still working on it. Yeah, that sounds awesome um, and exciting to to wrap your mind around ways that you can actively push your students toward being more active and thinking more proactively about their intentions and how they engage with others and, and the power of art itself, using art as a tool to, to change 
other people's minds and thoughts. And I'm trying to remember the specific art piece, the name of it, that was inspirational to me. But it's, there's a black woman kneeling in front of a line of police holding a mirror up to them. And I felt that it was a very powerful, you know, image. And he even wrote some lines to go with it. Let me see if I can find that now. So his quote is, so that they may see what they have become, so that they may see what they have become, so that they may see your light, so that they may see what they have become, so that we may see what they have always been. I believe he actually has this printed out um, somewhere. I'm not entirely sure what state and what city it is in, but the quote is right beside of it on the street and it's really powerful i'm sure to the viewers that pass by it every day yeah i think the everyday use of household materials like a mirror is really powerful um and reflection is these simple things that we can do to actively make some kind of impact on our everyday absolutely anybody else have any any kind of response to um, what Maddie was sharing with us? I definitely think it um, found the art is um, very um, um, popular right now and um, people's practices of using everyday objects to kind of uh, relay a creative message. Um, and, you know, uh, definitely is something that, you know, can be interesting depending on how you uh, use those pieces and what you're trying to relate to your uh, viewer. Absolutely. Well, Maddie, thanks for sharing and, and Philip, thanks for your words. Um, we like to kind of go on to our next person that has some things to, to talk about and share with uh, your own personal experience. I think we were talking about like social issues within art or art education. Maybe I this I interpret that a little bit differently, but for me, I was like I didn't really have a lot of I don't really have a lot of experience currently. The most I like because I recently got involved with art with like within the past few years. So and even the classes that I have taken at UNCG prior don't really go into like have in depth conversation about certain social issues. It's more like what is art? What can you know like what kind of mediums can you use and like what it, you know just kind of like experimenting and understanding in that sense so and even, even going back to like my k through 12 years we, the visual and performing arts aren't it's kind of like they have a low budget and aren't as appreciated so there's more focus towards the academics and athletic program within the schools that i've attended and so they even within the arts visual and art program we don't really talk about it it's more like doing just kind of understanding how certain things are done. So like if you're in a choral program, how to sing, or if you're in a dance program, how to dance. It doesn't really go as in-depth as you probably would in college, which is kind of unfortunate. And I, I even tried to go into the community and get involved in other programs that they might have. And I'm like, even with those, I, we don't talk about anything or do anything of significance as I would have liked maybe it's just the programs that yeah so even in the like in the community so like if I if it's not in my hometown Durham 
I might go to Raleigh or Cary or Charlotte, you know, some other place that have like maybe a better pro, um, visual and arts program and try to get involved there, you know, some, some of the, it's like they, I don't know why, but I feel like it's kind of selective who they pick and choose to be involved in the group. And like, there's a lot of requirements. So it feels like, especially for someone who's like a high schooler, if they're trying to get involved and want to do some, like take on a bigger project and have this the, like big discussions about certain issues that are happening, it's kind of hard to do with other people who might not think in the same way as you or might not agree and and doesn't want to include you. So I have, we have a lot of that with wherever I go. I can't really talk on that too much. Um, like, um, can't really talk too much about artwork within Durham. Cause I, like, they, I am a part, I do see emails about, and like in programs that they might have or events that involves art. But it's to, like the ones that I usually attend is like the international festival in Raleigh that they might have that involves art. So I might see artwork, it's like typically African art or black, like like works that are made by black people or African individuals and they have, you know, art that's based on their culture. And like, that's really interesting to see and be exposed to. But then, you know, it's not really, I don't, I guess it's also on me too to ask them why they make certain pieces, but it's usually, I, I would just imagine just like a form of self-expression and just something that they enjoy making through whatever medium that they that they enjoy. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't really, I'm not really as involved as I could have been. What is that? What is it all? Sorry, I was just gonna say, I think you bring up a good point about um, our, our access to conversations that go more deep mm -hmm. essentially in school isn't necessarily encouraged when people are just trying to keep up the status quo with um, whatever you have to get through in school for, for whatever standard. Um, I know I was part of art clubs in high school um, and, and I feel like we had some conversations but they never got to a point where they, um, it was more on the technical side of things or having mm -hmm. some kind of go view art, having an opportunity to do that, but not necessarily practicing the conversational part of it um, and the deeper meaning. So I, I think that it is unfortunate just the, the way that um, maybe school is set up to an extent where we aren't able to practice how to have those conversations. Um, and it's like, you know, you take it out into the field, ask those artists, you know, questions if you have the opportunity to. I think that we're all uh, missing that and in, in, in need of that. I think it's a human and innate human quality where we want to connect with people on, people on a deeper level. Um, we can always interpret things, but until you start that conversation and talk, you don't get anywhere yeah. beyond that's that level. Yeah, because like even in art classes at UNCG, if you don't research and like take time to do research and really develop your idea and the reasoning for why you're making a piece, it's kind of like you're just making it just to make it and then <laughs> and as the artist and then so like if someone were to ask why you made this there's no there's no deeper meaning behind it there's no conversation it's just because I made it and that like that's something I'm trying to learn more because I, like the courses at UNCG don't really do that as much because of the deadlines and the amount of classes that you have to take and maybe extra like extracurricular activities or a job so that makes it really hard for you to spend a lot of time developing a piece so that's something that I'm 
hoping to learn more about? Like, I don't know. Like, do you experience that same thing within your classes, that issue? I think for me too, I've experienced that as well, uh, where, you know, you get done with the project, you kind of surface level, talk about it, and then you have to move on to the next thing. <laughs> I think in my own classroom, I've tried to develop curriculum um, that if it's like four week classes that build on each other, you're able to go back to the same concept, kiddos are able to pick that up and keep moving forward with it. So it really takes hold and makes a deeper impact. And they're really able to authentically um, get to a certain um, endpoint as opposed to just, you know, sticking up their surface level. But um, I think we might need to move on to maybe our next person. So Lorraine, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. And um, yeah, that raises a really interesting question on kind of what we value as a society um, with conversations and the need for more potentially. So it looks like I got a question from Maddie Alley. Have you been downtown Winston-Salem Art Hop? And the first Friday. Yeah, I've been down there and it's exciting to see people out and about, um, not just looking in art galleries and shops, but um, hanging out on the street, getting involved in like chalk art on the street and, and taking a look at all the public art that is around um, in downtown because Winston is supposed to be the city of arts and innovation. And so they're kind of moving towards more more art, but unfortunately, I don't really see that being lifted up um, as much as in other places. Part of what I was going to talk about today was um, actually a mural that I was involved in helping with um, in 2009 called The Tree at Last. Um, the artist who um, designed it was Marianne Milette, and um, she had initially started it back in 2001 with um, uh, a group, I, I'm going to forget the name of what the group was actually called, but it was like a summer youth art program that was funded by uh, the city. Um, and in 2009, because of weather, because of it being an outdoor mural, um, it had kind of been hit and had started needing some, some redoing. So the way she had initially put it up, um, didn't last very long. So she ended up remaking it on cloth panels and she invited the community, which is this part that I got to, to help out with um, those evenings, summer on trade and the, the gallery hops. She give us your handprint. So it's like this tree of life kind of artwork and, and people were able to actually participate and they left their own mark on this piece of art. Um, it was then hung up in a different location than it initially was just a street over and a block down and last year actually so 10 years after it was put back up um, a, the building owner of the building it was on um, decided to allow the uh, occupants to take it down and do their own mural so they were still supporting the arts but the issue here that I wanted to bring up was that I live in the city of arts and innovation but yet there's no protection necessarily for preserva preservating, um, preservation of any art, public artworks. Um, and so I think that that was part of the big conversation when this particular mural came down because, you know, it was an opportunity for people to come back downtown, see the work that they participated in. It served as a landmark. Um, you know, we've talked about landmarks, visual landmarks in this class and what that means to people. It's a way of, you know, wayfinding too. And, 
So my issue here is just with public art in a city, you know, what means are there for the artist and for the community to still kind of um, take part in these things, find pride in it, and to also have it become woven into the history of the city for longer than, you know, just a temporary um, piece. Allie, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, um, and Maddie, we could come back to you with the next question. Um, so I, I know a lot of those artists that participated in that new mural. Mm -hmm. And I saw that conversation that happened on um, downtown Winston-Salem's um, uh, private Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's interesting <laughs> to hear and, and actually meeting the artist that was involved with it. Um, but my question to you is, is similar to pieces in a museum show, um, very few works of art are um, potentially permanent pieces of an installation. And, you know, with public art having the ephemeral um, nature that it has of, you know, it could be here today, gone tomorrow, uh, which actually works as an incentive to go see the piece of art while you can. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit more about how that made you feel, that whole process and the backstory to it? Uh, did that actual lead artist contact you and tell you, hey, they're thinking about taking the piece down. I just want to let as many people know X, Y, Z, that, that kind of backstory to that. Yeah, so I think that was the biggest issue was that there was no accountability there for the for the the building owner to do that. I don't know that he was necessarily aware and I don't think that anyone let Marianne know before it was actually taken down. So even if there had been something in place, I guess this is just kind of the epic art, you know, I'm, I'm excited that this new artwork was was put up, but also the way in which it was handled, you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong because there wasn't anything kind of written um, down for the way that it should have been handled necessarily. Um, so let's see, I had written some notes down. Um, in, a, in a sense, it's kind of like this call to action for me, uh, thinking about the way in which we could move forward here so that these artworks that are potentially temporary um, can still somehow remain in the community if they are taken down, if the artists have been let know, like, you know, the panels could have been taken down, they could have been preserved and put up in the Winston-Salem Museum or something. So it's just the way in which it was handled. It was, it, there was a disconnect in communication there. Um, and, and kind of, it makes you think, well, what's important to the art community here if we want to establish connections and some kind of protocol. So I, to me, that's kind of the takeaway from that is that there just needs to be something in place um, that promotes this conversation and, and supports the artists. You know, it's okay if it's temporary, but it's like, how do you support everyone that was involved and also support new art and new artists going up in the city? So did I answer the question? Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, a question? Say again. Yeah. Um, so I'm still very new to the whole, to public art and murals and things. And I was just wanting to know, like, what you thought about Greensboro's art. If you think that they approach it better than Winston-Salem, 
or if you have anything specific that you would like to add about Greensboro art, because I have seen a lot of mural art in Greensboro, especially uh, Red Cinemas has mm -hmm. murals all over it. Mm -hmm. uh, for me personally, uh, as far as what I know, Philip, you could probably speak more to this. It just seems like there is the city funds more of that and there are other organizations and entities like there's I think downtown business owners in Greensboro that actually have a collective and, and utilize this group as a way to support the arts and they have voices and that they want people to come to see the art downtown and the art attracts people and the businesses get more business essentially so people all are kind of vested in in these interests and I think that's kind of what Winston may be lacking to an extent, maybe a more cohesive, comprehensive backing of the city and the residents and the businesses themselves. Excellent. Um, Maddie, that was actually like a perfect segue because I was the last person to speak. Uh, yeah, you might, you, might have a, um, you might have a future in broadcasting. That was very natural. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, so, you know, murals, yes, that is uh, one of many things that I do, uh, but that is, you know, uh, my uh, primary practice um, um, as a professional student, as I call myself. Um, you know, it's interesting to hear you guys' opinions on, you know, where you are with regards to your practice and then what your thoughts are um, with regards to the practice of um, the predominant um, creative scene um, that is currently going on in cities right now, but this explosion of um, um, street art as public art, um, you know, so even to Lorraine's point of, you know, as much as activity has been going on in um, Durham, uh, she, it hasn't connected with her where, you know, it's something that, you know, is on her radar to the extent of, you know, um, to someone that is involved in that area um, of the creative economy, um, I was surprised at that. But ultimately, I still understand that, um, you know, um, to, to Ali's point, um, Greensboro is not as progressive as it seems. Let me just start off there. Um, a lot of these projects that get done are, you know, labors of love. Um, as in any creative medium, you know, it's a lot of toiling, you know, um, without recognition, again, to Ali's point, uh, to, without regard to, you know, someone's interaction to your art and how that makes you feel. Uh, it's just, you know, you um, participating in um, a creative medium that you love to do, regardless of what recognition comes with it. Um, but we have, you know, uh, intentionally uh, bought in high level artists in the city of Greensboro uh, because that is where we wanted to enter the uh, marketplace from a business perspective. Um, and that means that, you know, we could have came at it from a um, educational uh, bringing students and kind of getting a hodgepodge of uh, creative um, um, experiences that will leave you with work that, you know, will be, um, um, 
um, what's the word I'm looking for, that will be um, important to the local community, um, where Greensboro took a different approach, really from a lot of the other cities in North Carolina is, we chose to come from more of a gallery experience of, we wanna bring in the best artists for the budget. Um, and so sometimes that becomes exclusionary, but usually what happens, um, is that you kind of level it out. And what I kind of uh, give people a reference point to is, um, you know, so you bring in a Beyonce, um, or, you know, uh, again, I'm a little older, so I don't know what artists you guys are familiar with, but you bring in a, a top tier artist, you know, whether it's music or anything, but it's the undercard artists that get the, the, the promotion of, um, expanding their reach that they couldn't expand themselves. You know, so you may have a local um, artist that, you know, is on the undercard and they open up, but they open up for, you know, a, a hundred thousand people and their biggest show may have been 200 people. Um, it's the same with bringing in international artists. From our approaches, it elevated the stature to where people felt like, um, you know, there's this cool hip scene in Greensboro and there's nowhere near the place. The infrastructure isn't there uh, similar to Winston, similar to a lot of cities. And it's really just starting. And then, you know, you just got to take into account, you know, this art has been um, popular since uh, 1980s uh, in New York and major metropolitan areas. And now it's 2020 and we're just now starting, starting to get on to, you know, the hip train, as I call it. And, um, you know, that to me is just ridiculous that, you know, it's, 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 we're so far behind. Um, but, you know, it just shows that there's a lot more work to do and there's enough work for everyone to be involved. And it's just rolling your sleeves up and jumping in there. You know, it's almost like jumping into the, to the deep end of the pool. You just got to jump in at some point. <laughs> And um, that's what my, um, so yeah, to, to my last point, um, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, uh, a basic overview of what murals are and kind of how our approach kind of happened in Greensboro, uh, being involved in that and which has ultimately led me to where I am now, which is, you know, uh, part of what I call myself as a creative advocate. And so um, coming to UNCG to study arts administration um, but not necessarily wanting that tool to go and work in a museum or work in a gallery uh, is to actually, I'm gonna own my own gallery. Um, and so that's a part of the stepping stone to reaching that goal, as well as, you know, really when you do mural art, your gallery is the community. So, you know, like it's not that you necessarily need a building to have that business. Your business is out in the public.